Hello, this is Andre and Anita. We talk about parenting, love and life skills. Our family of six makes sure we always have something to share. How did we call ourselves? Uh, A-team parenting. Yes! A-team parenting. Take 17. And I'm still excited. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but actually this this week's podcast is a um, rather kind of negative topic. Oh. Or is it negative? I don't know. Not really. We're going to make it positive. What is the topic, honey? It's about bad parenting. That is negative. Well, actually, how do it is bad? Parenting is not so good, is it? No, the word "bad" usually hints at something. <laughs> it really does not good. It does. So. And I just found this infographic. I showed you some of the pictures yeah. already, and it's about um, how to detect if you're a bad parent or not. Exactly, and how you can mess up your kids. Yeah, or if you see any actions that your kids do that are well frowned upon, um, then you know who to blame. And why you you have to blame yourself, basically. Exactly. And, uh, well, I I just wanted to bring this up because uh, it struck a chord with me and I really had a reaction to it where I was like, you know, this is something I want to know my kids. This is kind of weird because it it aims to the future of our kids, like into the very far future. If they ever want to listen to this and they want to know something about parenting, since maybe they will become parents of their own and we yeah. might become grandparents in the far future. Far, far future. Far future. Well, kids, exactly. Far, far Please future. listen to us. Yeah. Then we would like to them to know this mm. from our nowadays perspective, maybe. Yeah. Since maybe when we become grandparents, then a lot of advice is not so welcome. Or at least I, if I talk about myself, I know of situations where the, you know, the abundant advice that would come from my parents and your parents yeah. was not so, um, well not so well received. Mm-hmm. So why not grab the um, the chance to talk about this right, right while now. we are not in a, you know, like a oh, cooking situation? So when, whenever we become grandparents, we're just going to go, kids, we got something for you. <laughs> not advice from right now, but back from... <laughs> We were in the same situation, right? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to welcome it's it then. definitely going to work, honey. There's <laughs> no flaw in your plan. I don't. <laughs> when I thought of it, it mm. sounded brilliant in my yeah, head, yeah, in you my know? Head, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, actually, and the, the funny thing is also um, right underneath this infograph, which we're going to post in our post with comments right um there there was somebody who wrote the sentence um yeah that's great best advice ever never have kids oh yeah it's like his first reaction to to put it into context that was what was written under the the stuff that i saw like bad parenting advice number one two three two five yes and just somewhere wrote yeah just don't have kids and there's so many ways how you can mess up your kids, apparently, and it's all the parents' fault. And I'm just going to read a few of them yeah. before we start. 
Um, like bad parenting number one. If your child intentionally disturbs you, it is because you are not physically affectionate enough. Yeah, that's the main and sole purpose of why you are being disturbed. Exactly. Mm. Then bad parenting number two. If your child is lying, it means you overreacted to the mistakes in the past. Definitely. So bad parenting number three. If your child had poor self-esteem, it is because you advise them more than you encourage them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Bad parenting number four, and I'm going to finish with this one. If your child does not stand up for themselves, it is because from a young age you have disciplined them regularly in public. Parents shouldn't do so even in front of siblings, friends or cousins. And there's some other more, um, much more advice mm. given um, as to show that whenever your child has a problem or misbehaves or um, behaves in a way that is not socially acceptable or rather um, bad for them, um, you can always blame the parents. Yeah, Isn't that great? What, um, because of you, you did something wrong. Yeah. yeah, there is a great explanation as to, well, of course, there might be some of those very perfect parents who never do any of those things that are listed below but um well, then it's society that's the second best guess yeah society is just bad and therefore that's the reason why kids misbehave yeah. and this is something you can always say as long as you don't have any kids mm -hmm. um you can stand on perfect ground and can tell all those really bad parents around why it is that this kid is not behaving in the right manner mm -hmm. Very nice. Actually, you just had a, a situation today, right? About kids not behaving. You want to talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> what was the cause of that? Was it too little affection? Um, too little encouragement? What do you think was your fault there? Take your pick. Okay. Because the situation was Anita was shopping uh, with the girls and the girls went, well, haywire as they sometimes do. They're just, you know, screaming and more chocolate. And more oh, there's and another water. advice. Don't have more than one kid. Oh, yeah, that as well. Because and they can they fight all of, the time. You know, you know, fighting between themselves and just, you know, screaming loud. So I need to just left the, 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 the mall. The supermarket. the supermarket. I, I went outside with them and I just yeah. left all the groceries inside yeah. because I knew um, this yeah, is going to end gonna in a disaster. Well. Yeah. So what was the bad parenting that led to this, Anita? You That's took a... them to a supermarket. Maybe that. Exactly. Maybe the advice bad parenting, don't bring your kids to a supermarket. Yeah, just stay home. Would make sense, right? Whatever. Yeah. But you're always going to... But this is something that I had to face very early on. And we've already been talking about our kind of challenging situation right in the beginning of becoming parents because we had a kid... Who wouldn't stop screaming all the time yeah, because we did show too little affection or what was it uh, take your pick and <laughs> you could, then you can get one of the pregnancy books and then okay. they can tell you what of one one thousand seven hundred and fifty three reasons why you're uh, you've been bad during pregnancy or during delivery or in the hospital something went wrong and whatnot mm. so you will always find a very good ex explanation. If not one, you will find hundreds of them. Okay. And this um, made my life really complicated, hard. Um, 
And actually, I really bought into this. Yeah, a really long time. No, because, but then also, you know, you get all this advice from doctors, from parents, parents-in-law. You got into this. What did I do wrong? I yes. to blame. I did something wrong. That's why he's screaming. Yeah, and everybody had some advice. And when you are giving advice, you're telling the person, you know what, you're doing something wrong. Maybe you should do it this way. Yeah. This is something that many of the advice givers don't know that this advice comes across very often, especially when you were dealing with a very sleep deprived yeah. uh, woman who's either pregnant or just has um, sleep deprivation or, or just has given birth mm. she is probably not going to take it really rationally that advice and not like oh this person really wants to be nice to me and wants to help it's me right now yeah, yeah it's more like criticism and especially if you whenever you read those parenting magazines they're filled with advice like this or with um, well, statements like this yeah. and um, later with our first born we also got the advice to seek more advice yeah. from experts. experts and you remember um, when we went to that person from the church who has some yeah. degree and he's yeah. uh, you know an expert because he has all he has made all daughters. this yeah he has two daughters and he gave us quite some advice as well, which was how helpful? Not really, at all. I mean, at least we did talk about it a little bit. Yeah, we talked about it. And this is not to say that it's bad if you give advice. And also not to say that experts aren't right in their place. I, I would always say, yes, seek advice that's even a very very good thing but uh, to all those advice givers um think about it before saying something and um how, how it might come across yeah also for parents i guess uh, we said that earlier before uh, we did um, as far as i recall um intuition as a parent i think plays a major part or should play a bigger part in, in your life you know what feels right to do with your kid or do for your kid um, I would give one uh, one caveat though um, if you've had a rather bad childhood mm. where you, you got abused maybe or there was some kind of abusive situation or um, violence or whatever your intuition might not be the best yeah, because be then you might have learned some really negative um, patterns that you might continue, especially if you're not thinking about them. But if you've had a quite nice childhood, you feel like you're, you've grown up to be um, a capable young adult, then it's a good thing to trust your intuition because you probably have made some really good decisions in the past as well. Mm -hmm. So why would you start thinking that you're doing everything wrong now that you have a kid? So there might be some wisdom there. Mm -hmm. And then also um, when hearing advice like this, whenever a child misbehaves, lies, interrupts, seeks attention, whatnot, there must be some mistake with a parent. It implies that every child, when if you're not messing it up, 
it is loving, it's sharing, it's lovable, it's very innocent, very polite, too. polite, and all those wonderful things that are in, innate in your child. Yeah. And uh, you just have to get up. Well, it's, they're probably not saying that you should be anti-authoritative, anti-authority, yeah, uh, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, they are probably realistic enough to know that you still have to teach uh, how to say thank you and please and those kind of things. Yeah. But it generally kind of things um, speaks about um, the, the worldview of people being fundamentally good. That's like their nature. Yeah. And only and, yeah, um, yeah parents yeah. and the people around are, them are messing them up. Mm -hmm. And since we're Christians, I think um, most Christians rather know that we're not so good innately. Yeah, basically our point of view or worldview is um, um, everyone is, is, is maybe sinful, put it like that, or everyone is bad. Born in sin. Born in sin. That's what the Bible and says. Will sin and um, yeah, there's no good in us. Yes. This is a rather harsh uh, world. It's world. very it's harsh. Rather, rather harsh world. I mean, view of life as well. If you leave out the whole, you know, being Christian and then Jesus can save you and stuff like that. That you can um, be forgiven. That yeah, you can. And that you can can become better and whatnot. Um, but um, I think it's it's the truth and it really lowers the expectations you have i mean and it's much more realistic i think yeah, yeah. doesn't mean that you still have to give your best of course mm -hmm. you do and you want to be a good parent and um you also want to be able to ask for forgiveness even towards your child and stuff yeah. but knowing that whenever your kid is lying or interrupting or whatnot mm -hmm. it's not always your fault it, and at the same I mean, time, even if it is a fault, it's okay because we can be forgiven. Yeah, and it, of, of course there are things where um, I'd say parents can be at fault for those things. There are definitely bad parenting advices that are that hold really true. Just not that, you know, not that, you know, like, like it, it always has to be. If your child does this, then yeah. it's because of that. that you know, this ca causality doesn't always work. Yes. It doesn't. Um, and this is exactly, thank you for that segue, because this is exactly what I wanted to say next, that these kind of advice statements, they can help as a kind of test. Um, so if you see your child constantly lying, yeah. it might be a really good thing to check out that sentence. Is it, have I been too strict in the past and now my child is so afraid, afraid of us, of us that it constantly is lying because it is really afraid of the consequences. So those kind of things, they can really be helpful. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, be wise about it. Be really wise about it. Don't feel guilty immediately if your kid is, sh is showing some symptoms. Yeah. Let's say it that way. Um, but also be open to receive advice and to make corrections if necessary. Yeah. So... Let's get back to bad parent number one. If your child intentionally disturbs you, it is because you are not physically affectionate enough. And actually, I kind of have to agree with this as to our girls, 
they're seeking a lot of attention, but I also think they're at that age still where they actually need a lot more physical attention. Mm. You know, those first, especially four years, that's what the experts keep saying. Yes. That's where the kids need the closeness yeah. of their parents the most. Yeah. And that's also where they're around all of the time. I mean, this is also the age where parents shouldn't have the idea of sending their kids to their own playing room mm. and to not be disturbed because the kids, they really need your attention, your physical attention. But this is not a real problem for us because we know that. Yeah. Intuitionally, right? Intu we feel that it's right. Exactly. <laughs> Which was the same with the boys, and now we can see that they don't need it as much anymore. Oh, not at and all. they're, <laughs> n yeah, well, sometimes they do. I mean, you Even know, our son has mm -hmm. found some ways how to get some physical attention as well, yeah. or they they share it by themselves as well. I think they, you know, sometimes they're fighting, mm -hmm. and I think it's also about the, you know, physical, mm -hmm. um, the the touching as well. Yeah. And with the girls, of course, they, are, you, they need our closeness. Mm -hmm. And that's why they are around all of the time. But most of the time, we don't really feel it as being a disturbance in that sense. No, it's not. So I guess we can already go um, to number two, bad parenting number two. If your child is lying, it means you overreacted to the mistakes in the past or in past. Yeah, that's that's nice because you is really this... Um the precision on how you overreacted is really in that sentence itself. Because what is overreacting? You well, yeah. Well, actually, this is why you have to interpret this individually towards each child. Because oh, you do. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Well, we have four kids, and we can already see their they they themselves are reacting very differently towards Crazy. our correction. Mm. Um, our first one, he's very, let's say, calloused, <laughs> or you have to be very loud, very, um, very clear, uh, so that he actually gets it, yeah. and that he gets this is actually something that's not okay. We're not joking. This is yeah. some serious stuff. But if you... Um, react the same way towards our second one he might start cry. crying quite early yeah. and this makes it very difficult um in itself as to you always have to react differently towards each child mm -hmm. and um see what is overreacting, what's not overreacting, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, then also knowing the the perception of the kid as to what they feel is shameful or not. Uh, I mean, I remember uh, them lying about things that we didn't even feel as being something really bad or horrible. Mm -hmm. Those were things that are, you know that happen to everyone mm. that can happen anytime and and we wouldn't really feel bad about it i mean if if they i don't know forgot something at school of course it wouldn't be pleasing to us but many times we we had an understanding as to yes it was uh you know like a difficult day and that they can 
they can get it the next day. It's mm. not a real problem. They can fix it themselves, yeah. you know. I think the, the, the main thing with lying is um, basically you have to say it's a big no-no lying to us. Uh, and they should, not because you overreacted with some, something they did, but um, you should just, you know, create a, I don't know, a trust between your kids and yourself that um, they feel it's safe to tell us. Yeah. And they might na know they're going to get um, scold or well, they, they're going to get reprimanded yelled at or, or reprimanded. Or... Not even yelled at, basically. Um, but because there should be this trust, of course, there should be consequences. But it's more important that there's a trust. And whenever you tell the truth and you did something, the consequences would be less than when you... Less severe, when you, yes. Yeah, when you, when you get them, uh, you know, you need to catch them a lie. Because mm -hmm. lying itself, I think, for, for, for me at least, it's one of the, the, one of the worst things that you can do. But it's, it's really bad if you, if you start lying to your parents. It should never happen, in my opinion. Yeah, but that's... That's and a really hard and it's wishful thinking, I guess. Yes, yeah. and it's also very dependent on the character of your yeah. kid. But I mean, I was also a very shame-based child. Mm -hmm. I also felt like, I don't know, for, for if whatever reason, I felt like I had to be perfect all of the time. And therefore, yeah. I, I, um, there wasn't like, I didn't really do really, really bad things. And I still felt like... Um, this this drive or this uh, temptation to lie about it mm -hmm. because I couldn't forgive myself mm. and um, for whatever I mean we came to the stage where I knew that there is certain things that I really didn't have to feel that badly about mm. um, because I I saw how my parents would react and it wasn't as severe as I thought mm. And vice versa. I mean, some other things I told them and they reacted like really crazy. Yeah. I mean, this, so, this is something that, that I really want to have. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's trust-based, telling us and... Um, and we're working not, on it. Not, not yelling, you know. Yeah. Um, but but um, have, have a you know, trusting relationship. And have a conversation about it, conversation. and find out what what we yeah, can do about it together. Never feel the need to, to to lie to us about anything. I know it's going to be hard, and it's going to happen sooner or later. I guess more or or less um, severe, maybe hopefully less severe. And but um, they should always know lying is, is really bad, and um, accepting and admitting that you did something wrong um, should just be a part of of, of life. I mean, we do that ourselves as well. When we know we, we, we messed up, um, we go and apologize to them. And also, yeah, we both do. And we say, okay, we, we acted too severe maybe, or we um, did something we shouldn't, or we said words that we shouldn't, and we apologize for it. And it's, yes. it's, it's a fact of life. And, you know, so they see parents aren't perfect. Well, of course they're not. And so they don't have, yeah, they're not. <laughs> No, oh, when no, I just had a conversation with our son and I asked him that he should apologize to our daughter because he did this pillow fight thing in front of her face and she was cranky the whole evening and so this pillow thingy was enough to make her cry and he was like no I didn't touch her I didn't really fight I mean yeah. you know I didn't do anything bad it wasn't and I told yeah. him you know what but it really bothered her and she told you just apologize because it she really didn't like that mm -hmm. and she communicated that and then I also mentioned that 
you sometimes like doing this with me, mm -hmm. the clapping your hands like a crazy guy, yeah. and that you could apologize as well, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> Maybe I should have asked for. I should have mentioned a different uh, example where I have to apologize. I mean, if there's something, just let me know. Like mm -hmm. being a total um, clumsy person yeah, today. Yeah, I'm clumsy. You can throw as many bottles as you want to. The yeah, floor. I have to clean them up. So, <laughs> well, that there course. you go. But um, I, I would never mind for for being clumsy. Okay. But, but really, Yeah, but this is something, um, no, you can be very loud when the kids throw, you know, when they drop something. And I don't think most of the time it's not on purpose. I mean, they're not it, doing it on it purpose. It depends because uh, at times they're just careless, like like blatantly careless, you know. They, um, they, they're, like yesterday, I was at a party and I noticed, of course, there were all those glasses. We were sitting outside and, uh, on some garden perched or somewhere and um, kids playing with the, fo with the football well it happens they, they mm -hmm. do that always with soccer balls mm -hmm. or yeah. the American friends um, and there were glasses on some stairs and of course what happens when you play football the ball gonna roll into the glasses glasses gonna break but my kids were in there so I usually take the approach of I don't even care I don't want to do anything with other kids um, and um, I don't really care but I saw the situation if it were my kids I knew This is what's going to happen. And of course it happened. Kicked over a uh, you know, glass of coffee, glass splatter and, uh, and whatnot. Of course, this is cause and effect, I guess. Um, but um, to my kids, I'd say, do not play here because there's glass there. Or first, take off the glass. So become considerate of your surrounding. Okay. Check your surroundings because there are a lot of stuff that you can avoid. That's right. Yeah, because I'm, you know, going again, the, the lazy route is um, to avoid breaking stuff so you don't have to clean up. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, and avoid um, going into situations where you know stuff can, you know, fall down or break. Like putting your glass on the edge of the table. Mm -hmm. That's just dumb because, of course, you're going to do something with your hand and it's going to fall down. And it doesn't take that much to just put your glass more in the center of the table. Yeah. And this is stuff that we teach them regularly, I guess. I mean, glasses still spill, okay. Yeah, it's, it's still going to happen, yeah. yeah. But but you, you can do a lot of little tricks to avoid it. Exactly. But you know what? I just want to come back to the topic of lying. Yeah. Because um, one thing that I noticed with, especially with our second son, is that he is much more shame-driven mm -hmm. in a way, uh, which I... I can totally relate to. I felt the same way. So we're gonna still have to work on him much more intently and more uh, attentively than with the other kids because he feels ashamed about certain things that are really, really not bad. Yeah. But he feels um, really bad if somebody makes a bad remark and whatnot. And so therefore, it's um, it can be very hurtful when you hear sentences like this you know, the bad parenting advice, um, because you would constantly feel guilty as a parent. Mm. And the kid is not being helped by this either. No. So, no th because the kid still has to find out that it's certain things aren't right. Mm. Um, but then having, how can you help that kid to find out what's healthy and what's not? And where... Um, 
how can we help him to be more open and to admit faults more easily? Because this is something I pointed out to the kids today when they saw this um, Bible movie mm-hmm. and how um, Eve and Adam, Adam and Eve, <laughs> reacted towards God's um, God approaching them about their sin, mm-hmm. and that they would, uh, hide. you know, hide hide it, and and no, no, not they wouldn't hide it. At first, they would hide, but then they would uh, blame someone else. Yeah. And then they showed a, a scene with the boy, with some other boy who was uh, playing in the office of his father, even though it was not allowed. Mm. And the father, um, he uh, confronted him and the boy immediately said, is there is no excuse. I was just curious and it was wrong. Oh, and I, I told the kids, you know what, this is the way how to, mm. how to react. This is what we wish for our kids, that they would immediately say, yes, it's not okay, Mm -hmm. and not even give an explanation as to why they did that. That they would be open enough and and straight up as to admit things like that. But this is something we can... It's what you have to, you know, uh, instill on a a daily basis, I guess. Yes, you can work on this all the time. Yeah, and for for some kids you need to do it more, some, some less, I guess. But um, that's that's one really important thing that we have with the second son. Yeah. Yes. Okay, let's go to number three. Mm. Bad parent number three. If your child had poor self-esteem, it is because you advise them more than you encourage them. Yeah. And I I don't even know how to you know we don't because that's the thing you see the kid how he reacts at home. You don't usually see them how they are in school unless you're really the, the paranoid kind of parent that has uh, surveillance everywhere your kid goes. Which <laughs> yeah, but you, how can you know if your kid has like really low self-esteem or enough self-esteem? Can he stand up for himself? This is hard to figure out in a way, I, I think. No, um, well, we, we can find out about some certain situations. Yeah. Like if your kid is always very shy or never yeah, um how do you know if he's shy at home is he shy at home he's not because it's like i know about whole... certain situations like um again we're talking about the certain son mm-hmm. who told us about some um conflict he's had with a friend of his mm-hmm. and he hurt him pretty badly in mm-hmm. in the crotch area or whatever mm-hmm. it was like yeah and he wouldn't tell that friend okay he, he told us that he didn't tell him mm-hmm. not to do this yeah, true. and this is a sign of rather lower self-esteem as i yeah. i think yeah. and but it fits his pattern and his personality more than saying it's our fault because we didn't encourage him enough mm-hmm. because i know we have we have spent so much time talking about this in many other areas as well like Mm -hmm. whenever he would get some you know whenever we would confront him about anything doesn't matter what and we would be confronting him in a calm and really peaceful manner Mm -hmm. and he still would overreact he would react in a way as if we would have you know as if we screamed at his face or whatever he had like really big reactions to this and um that's how you can see yes 
it is an issue and it's a um, let's say an area that we really should take uh, pay attention to mm. con- continuously without having this you know this um, bad parenting advice mm. on our wall saying yes you're not encouraging him enough because I know we, we have whiffed yes yes I mean plenty of encouragement I don't even know advice but um, you know always you know you can do this you, you can do this you can do that um, and we would intentionally even take um, care I know about several several um, instances where we would tell each other you know have you noticed he did this today mm-hmm. we still have to tell him mm-hmm. and we would tell him that this was we, we noticed how he did something really nice positive and something po- yes yeah. and uh, especially when he was nice to his sister or played well with his sister or especially right, right now he's playing really well with his uh, youngest sister um, like let, let him sit on his lap and you know and and um, not you know laughing with her, her yeah, laughing making with her. her laugh yeah it's exactly. really nice and this was some really nice scenes in the past few days so we always say encourage that say well you did well like today he played well at his friend's house and they played with lego all the time and i told him that's that's great that you built something it's great that you um had a good time with him and that you can play with him so well it's, yes you know but we can already see that he leads a lot more encouragement yeah. than the other kids, I think, because he has had he has this other character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I, I also think that this character it also has some really positive things because he also knows how badly somebody else can feel yeah. in certain situations. Empathize. You know, mm-hmm. he can empathize in a much deeper manner probably than our oldest and. Therefore, this is also something that I'm trying to communicate towards our kids that whatever character or strengths you have, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And even if you have some weaknesses, there is some strength in that as well, because usually mostly it has another side to it. So, yeah. And... Yeah, we will have a little bit more time. So let's say um, go to bad parenting number two, uh, number four. Sorry, number four. If your child does not stand up for themselves, it it is because from a young age you have disciplined them regularly in public. Mm-hmm. Parents shouldn't do so even in front of siblings, friends, or cousins. And now we can. Well, come back to our this is yeah in, son again in, in your in your dream scenario you would have a special discipline room or whatever where you can take the kid but and even that all the other three somewhere else because yeah they're gonna take care of themselves it's just normal yeah happens. or you and wait until the evening and, and daddy yeah, comes home and then exactly when daddy comes home yeah that's, yeah. <laughs> that's another one and this is just not feasible for for you know it's not practical that. But, I mean, yeah, it might work for We do have the rule that public humiliation in front no. of others no, no. will never work. It's, it's not working for us, and we no, will that's, never do that. That's horrible. There, there's a difference, though, uh, if you are in a supermarket with the kids and they go, whatever, bazooka, bazooka <laughs> they, they, they go crazy. Um, 
you can not really like gown them and then do something then in front of them, but leave the premises, you know, go outside. That's what I did today. Yeah, exactly. And because uh, I didn't want to wait. And you, just, you just can tell them, you can even tell them in a, in a loud voice. Don't yell, you know, scream at them, but be, be firm and tell them what the consequences are going to be. And they're not going to get anything even in the supermarket. If they continue to behave like exactly that. this is what i did towards yeah. our daughter today like our our first daughter I, i told her you know if you're gonna mm -hmm. stay screaming at me if you mm -hmm. want to keep screaming at me mm -hmm. we're gonna leave yeah. and she continued but you didn't understand really. she was like this and i'm like okay <laughs> we have to go yeah and i picked our youngest and mm -hmm. she had to follow and of course she was like begging to stay but No, I then you have to fo follow through. Yeah, that, that's I one. said A, so I had to do B. Yeah, exactly. But um, again, this is not public humiliation, or this is not public, you know. Um, yeah, whatever. This is not, no. This is not the same thing. Um, but but I agree. I, I really hate it. it if parents. It could have come to that, you know. Yeah, but, but I really hate it if parents in public. Yeah, do I don't like it either. Kids or pull their arm, grab them, and the, you know scream at them as well you see a lot of really angry and um, not happy faces to put it mildly uh, in a supermarket actually when they have their kids you know they don't always stressed always um, no patience for the kid whatsoever but this is also another thing that we both have noticed several times yeah. i think there is situations where you have to bring your kids to go mm -hmm. and do your groceries or whatever yeah because um daddy has to work for a really long time whatever yeah, but we anymore, we yeah. keep seeing sometimes families all together mm. being very stressed out yelling at their kids all of the time mm. and i thought like why doesn't one of the parents stay outside with those wait. bratty kids yeah. while the other person is just doing the sure. groceries you yeah. know you don't have to do it like this yeah. Yeah. it doesn't have to be a it's public it's thing it's the same basically what we did with Well, it's a bit different topic, but um, uh, I usually stay at home for church, unless I play drums um, for, for worship, but I usually stay at home with our, our smallest, because we know if we go as a whole family, the smallest will be with one of us either way. All of the time, time. yes, and, and not inside, not service. in church, we would have yeah. to go to another room. We tried where... a couple of times and it's just... You know, if I stay at home, at least I can, you know, have fun with her here instead of some room wandering around and not having, wait, I don't know, new diapers or the, the, the perfect toy she needs or the pacifier is not the right one or whatever. Um, it's just simpler for us and it's, it's more relaxed for us. She's having more fun. I'm having more fun. Um, and times the, are going to change. Yeah, anyways. times are going to change. And, and soon she's going to go to kindergarten and then we know we can go to, to, to service again with the whole family. Exactly. So, well, don't put yourself into stressful situations if you don't really have to. Again, the lazy person in me, I guess, is speaking. But it's just... And then also... Why, why do it to yourself? You're not going to be happy. Well. That's right. Um, but when we're not talking about the kids who were not brave enough to stand up for themselves. Yeah, I don't know. And this is... Um, I, but I was the very same way. I, I would never stand up for myself. Did you get disciplined in public a lot? <sighs> kind of, but not a lot. Mm. Not a so lot. So your parents are poor. No, I just, I felt, <laughs> and uh, 
looking back, I would rather think it was because I felt very much like an alien. I felt very different from everybody else because uh, coming from this family with the Russian, background. German background, you know, and everyone talking in this weird German in South Germany with this weird dialect uh, and those weird habits and, you know, just behaving, talking differently. And I felt like this alien. And therefore, I was, I mean, probably because I'm also more shame-driven, whatever, um, but those weird situations they would make me more brave you know mm -hmm. they would cause the opposite inside of me and i would never tell my my parents about those conflicts i would just uh, you know kind of suffer in silence mm -hmm. and never talk about it and this is um this is actually something that i really love about our kids mm -hmm. that they open up that mm -hmm. they I mean, I think that most of the things we actually know about. Yeah, they come to us, they talk to us, yeah. But then again, this goes back to, to what I said earlier, that, that we want to build on a trusting relationship, that they come, can come to us uh, with anything, without yeah. fear. But then this is something you really have to be engaged in and ask the kids. You have yeah. to be attentive Warm. and it takes time. Yeah, it takes it takes a lot of time, especially the boys, them getting anything out of them of what happened today. Maybe it's a boys thing, though. We know yeah. it's, um, it's hard. <laughs> How was your day? Good. Okay. Uh, what did you do? Well, school stuff. Yeah. Hmm. And did anything bad happen? No. Even if they did, you know, it's just out of their mind. We would usually only find out if there was like, um, if some some boys if, had brawl, a fight, brawl. like, yeah. If there was a brawl happening. Yeah, you know. outside, like during a um, break, whatever. Yeah, which they were Recession. watching, something yes. like that. Yeah. Those kinds of things. Mm. But what happened in school? Mm. Nah, not so much. What happens in school stays in school, I guess. On a coat. Exactly. <laughs> Interesting. Nice. But uh, I think we have time for one more, mm -hmm. which says, if you buy everything for your children, still they take things. Uh, and blah, blah, blah. if you buy everything for your children, still they take things that do not belong to them. Stealing. Stealing. It is because you don't let them choose. It doesn't make any sense, honey. I'm sorry. This is just pure nonsense. At least they can choose whatever they want to steal, right? It's just, it doesn't make sense to me. So they steal because you buy everything for them and they didn't get to choose? What? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But I guess they think... Because they choose, I want that and this and this and this and this and that. And please buy it for me. And yes, you buy it for them. So they didn't choose at all. But maybe you bought, you know, they wanted to have the yellow one and you bought the green one. Yeah, that's not everything. You, then you don't buy everything. Yeah, that's, you just yeah. buy the green one. Yeah, but the, this is again the, something. I, I also get annoyed about using language very incorrectly so many times. Yeah, this just doesn't make really any I sense. I think what they mean is probably buying a lot of stuff for mm. them. Mm. So it looks like they have everything mm. without um, asking them what they actually want. Yeah, maybe that. Because that's why they steal apparently <laughs> yeah it's it's a nice um thesis or theory i guess i don't know if that's really happening 
you know, probably it's better not to buy them anything so they actually have a reason to steal. Yeah, don't buy them food either. Yeah, mm. just let them go and... Let them choose what to steal. <laughs> yeah. Right, so know. they can choose what they want to steal, right? <laughs> so I don't really know if that... Maybe the, the next... Because, I mean, we can still discuss this if you want to. But, you know, buying everything, of course. This is a topic very much, I think, with our daughter because i i feel like she wants to have everything yeah. just stuff is a big topic for houses. her all the time and whenever we want to go somewhere she has to bring along some bag mm -hmm. with uh some stuff and then it takes a long time until we can leave actually because she still has to choose or uh, you know rethink what she actually wants to bring mm -hmm. so this is a continuous uh topic with her and when going shopping with her it can be challenging i mean although it has improved a lot yeah. i remember times when she you know she would have to tell me everything she wants in the supermarket and we, we kind of skimmed it down to you can wish for everything yes that's what we did with every kid basically you say oh i want to have this you can say i wish I want uh, this is one of I wish to have list. this yes put this on your wish list yeah and she's basically there was a time and in the supermarket where she pointed at everything and she went through the candy store with us and every she pointed at every single thing this, <laughs> oh my god this, I wish for this and this and this and this oh it could take such and a I long said, time okay, okay this is um yeah I noticed okay this too yeah this too okay what else this this and so she went on I mean And was her wish list was rather big, but <laughs> yes. we didn't buy it because we said you know you just put it on your wish list, and uh, we were never going to buy anything in the store. Yeah, I mean, oh, or yeah, the good thing yeah. is, um, I know that your mom she has more problems with saying, saying no, no. Mm -hmm. and therefore we could always say, you know, tell your grandma. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> you know? that's the easy way out as well. <laughs> it worked a lot of times. It does. These new shoes really go with grandma. Put on her oldest um, pairs. Yeah, tell her. Yeah. And uh, she has that <laughs> problem. But yeah, but then again, I, she also picked up that habit of every time we go shopping, I have to buy something for myself. Mm. And this is something that I was never brought up with. Of course, I knew spending money was no, no. a big no-no. Spending no -no. money is a very big no-no. Yeah. Um, you can spend money on your birthday and on Christmas, and that's it. Basically, yeah. And even then, it's better save it. Ah, wait. On Christmas, they were very generous. We got a lot yeah, of presents. You got, you, you got some. You really you did. Know, better save it still. Better money. save it. And you know, birthday was not such a big thing. It was more Christmas, I think. Mm. But And then with our kids, I see this. Uh, yeah, things are quite different. And Actually, this... The, the, it's character again because our oldest um, he likes to spend money for sweets as well and, and the little stuff and he, Anything, he's yeah. got no problem spending it all I mean it's his money he earns it we don't give him pocket money or anything on, on a weekly basis but they gotta earn their, their, their money yes and um, our second he's really tight on money he's really really he doesn't want to spend it he just wants to save it for whatever reason Maybe he gets encouraged by his older brother to buy some little things as well at times, but he rather keeps the money. There's nothing that we taught. It's just, you know, character yes. again. It's yes. pretty funny to see, I think. That, yeah. 
And this is something I really want to point out right here. Because um, when saying sentences like this, mm -hmm. if your kid does this, then the parents did that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't account for all those characteristic differences. Personality, yeah. The personality. And that each of those things, like a kid who can stand up for themselves, that can be very characteristic. True. There are some very strong personalities in kids that you can see very early on, which don't always correlate with, a, you know, like a, um, a parenting style that I, correlates I, I with it. There's this, any parenting style that can teach your kid to be alpha male, I guess. It's, it's, it's a trait, it's a character trait. You can, uh, wait, you can encourage it, it, you can strengthen, you can strengthen it, yes. It. You can maybe even lessen it, you know, to be more considerate. Yeah. Uh, or you can say, well, you have to be top dog and you have to kill everyone else and, you know, use your elbows a lot. And of course, then you encourage it to go way, oh, yeah, in yes, a weird you... way, of course. Yes. Um, but um, there's, there's a limit to what your encouragement can do because there are a lot of natural abilities in your kids and well, the persons, actually, yeah, who knew. Um, and um, yeah, so there, there's a limit of what you can teach and give your kids. Exactly. And this is something that I would have liked to know earlier on because so many times I remember in our, when becoming parents, like in the beginning, I felt guilty so many times. Well, yeah, not that it's something new to me, but <laughs> um, since our kids, they were very challenging and I felt like, yeah, maybe I, I really did something wrong and that's why or i'm such a bad mom and that's why they're screaming. really screaming all of the time the babies are screaming mom. yeah but you know what I, you know the, all the parents that we were around like surrounded by yeah. they they didn't have kids like this but they, again, they didn't have any problems like again, this five or like maybe six years later yes but at that moment, you didn't see that, you know? Yeah, but, but now we see it. Now we see fun. it. That's because interesting. We saw some developments with some other families and we always knew, well, that kid is a bit like our oldest. He's going to be tough and you have to, you know, put on the, the pressure at very early stages. Otherwise, he's going to terrorize you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, and, now I know who you're talking about. Boy, yes. oh boy, did he begin to terrorize his parents. And, he did. Uh, well, actually, they, they got a handle on him, but much yeah, later. Much later, they had much more yes. um, stressful stuff with him. But they, yeah, but true. We could see that because... Um, and on the other hand, we also um, got to meet some parents who felt very good about themselves yeah. because they had these very nice and good behaving daughters no. who wouldn't, you know, you, you just had to look at them in a very strong way and they would already behave. Yeah. That's why they were so great parents, apparently, yeah. until they got a son. So when things, things kind of changed. changed. Yeah. <laughs> what we do now? <laughs> yeah, but before that, they were the perfect, much better parents than all the others. So yeah. um, things change with age. That's good to know. It's a very good thing and, to know. And if you're, if you're a parent of a very well-behaved, well-easygoing kid, don't judge, please. Please don't judge. Don't, yes, please don't, don't judge. judge. Just be happy. Yeah. Be happy and enjoy. grateful. Really enjoy it. And and I really, I feel great for you. I mean, I feel, um, I think, well, actually, I feel happy for you. Just be, enjoy it. Um, really enjoy that time because 
those kind of times they can also change and um and also as parents i think so many times we are judging each other i mean we just did it in this podcast you know judging those parents who would have their kids in the supermarket and you know be really um loud towards them we are saying these kind of things um because we have made many observations and felt that there is a better way but at the there's same a, there's time an easier way. there's an easier way yes yeah. for everyone yeah as again if you got strategy kids in a supermarket maybe have, try to go alone yes try if, if it, of course there's some situations where you can't but um, maybe look for the easier way which stresses you less and so you can handle your kid better and stresses your kid less Exactly. It's well worth. You don't have to pull them along, you know. But the point that I kind of wanted to make is be more gracious towards each other and let's encourage each other more instead of judging, you know, which comes so easily. Also, one thing that I think, what what I'd like to say and what's really important is um, there will always be people judging you. Yes. With their looks. Yes. Well, whatever with smiles or non-smiles or you know with a, with a remarks sometimes remarks. very open remarks i yeah. know and there's always going to be a person that you don't know going to comment on something that you did apparently because they know better um don't let it get to you yeah because they easily know said you are. yeah i know but, but but try to not let it get to you try not to be pressured into uh anything um again this is of course for me, it's it's rather easy because I don't care so much about others. Um, it, it's a character trait, actually, I guess. Um, but for so I can encourage you, they don't matter in the, the long-term perspective. They don't. They, they don't. really don't. They may might annoy you for that second in the supermarket or in the play store or whatever. But, but in the grand scheme of things, in the long run, they don't matter. Maybe have that knowledge and, uh, and keep it in mind. Yeah, which is still kind of difficult when you're talking about family members because then you cannot so easily say they don't matter yeah, but I just recently had a conversation with a certain person from our family and um, in, in some I don't know what it was what we were talking about but I, I kind of said that yes um, I've also received a lot of advice that was hurtful mm-hmm. to me and then she was apologizing if she ever did and whatnot and I I actually had to say also that I found a way how to um, deal with this because I I had to come to the conclusion you know what she cannot really judge me because she doesn't know what I'm going through she has no idea she's had one kid Mm -hmm. I have four and whenever she's talking about how I should do and handle things, she doesn't know what she's talking about. And therefore, I, I shouldn't feel pressured, pressured into anything, but also not, I should be more gracious towards her because I know that um, she's just saying whatever comes up in her mind, but without having enough um, experience to really make a judgment at this point and therefore just say you know what it's okay she just said whatever came up in her mind and what she would have done without having the experience Mm -hmm. 
And if she would have made the experience, of course, her words would be different. Probably. So, yeah. yeah. I think this is enough for today. All right. <laughs> and uh, thank Have you for nice. listening. Have a good night. Yeah. Have a good and night. Bye-bye.